Welcome everyone to another episode of The Roman Show. We are back. This is for the week of September 13th, 2020. And we welcome Alt Metal from California, Cerebellion, on the program to talk about their latest single and their latest album, which will be dropping in November. And they have a very unique way of putting out the album, something that uh, personally I myself haven't seen. Um... To a certain degree, uh, but not to where Sarah Billion is doing it. And beyond our failures, their latest album will drop in November. So we'll talk to Joe, the vocalist of the band. That and a whole lot more coming up next on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital. Go fly. Guidance. The Roman Show. With your host. Rodolfo Roman. Welcome everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, shout out to our friends at Manscaped. Best way to trim yourself down there, man, is using Manscaped. Very affordable. All you have to do is just head on over to manscaped.com and purchase your tool and keep your jewels clean. Penalty box training. You've heard me talk about it here many times. Penalty box training. Very simple exercise equipment square essentially and it fits in your pocket in your pocket not in your pocket but not, not quite so but in your book bag for that being said and you can take it anywhere you go you can purchase it at penaltyboxtraining.com they have many many exercises that you can do and you can bet your bottom dollar that using this tool will help you shed those pesky pounds that you want to get rid of that's penaltyboxtraining.com. And to keep yourself fresh down there, boys and women, get yourself a bottle of ball wash. Head on over to ballwash.com. Use the promo code The Roman Show and get a percentage off your purchase. All right, I am Rodolfo Roman, your host. Thank you for joining me. Let me take a sip of my coffee here. Ah, so good. Right in the morning, too. Uh, well, that's to talk about here in the program. Thanks again for joining us. It's been quite the uh, the past two weeks, uh, a lot of things going on. Uh, one of them being an AEW. We have another former WWE wrestler who has made his debut in AEW, and this is Miro, formerly known as Rusev. And Miro came out and basically took a shot at Vince McMahon, saying that you, know, you could take your brass ring and shove it. If you remember, Vince McMahon was all about that, hey, you, there's a pool of talent here. And there's one brass ring. Let's see who could step up and, 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 and grab it. Chris Jericho went on and said that Miro uh, is, a, is, a, is a wrestler, a performer, that the WWE dropped the ball. And I, I tend to agree with that. I'm saying I, I believe that Miro is a, a, a talented person. Um, could definitely bring a lot to the table. Someone that could have been a, a franchise a player. However, for whatever reason, they just didn't have 
good storylines for him. And even if they gave him a storyline, he made the best of it. You know, that Rusev day was pretty funny, to be honest. And it worked well. It worked well for him. Got over. Many people you could see wearing their Rusev Day t-shirts. But either way, the WWE, for whatever reason, decided just to give up on him. And one one match that I'll, I'll remember, or storyline that I remember very clearly and, and I really enjoyed, is his feud with John Cena. It was, it was rightfully shown. It shows you that Rusev can go with the top guy. Him coming out with the tank and... It was that whole USA versus uh, United States type of feel. And they did a great job at it. But then after that, it just seems he was lost in the mist. But one thing I see here in AEW, I I don't see how he's going to fit here. They, they put him up with Kip, Saban, and Penelope. And, 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 and excuse my ignorance here, but... I never knew who these people were until they appeared in AEW. As far as my understanding, they were indie talent. Penelope Cruz has a couple of years in her pocket in the world of wrestling. But where do you put Rusev? And I say this because look at Lance Archer. Until now, he's getting a title shot. Uh, That's a world heavyweight title shot. He's received other opportunities for other championships, but... Lance, Ar- Lance Archer is a freaking beast. And to me, they just have him there in the pool somewhere. Same thing what they were doing with Brody Lee until they gave him that championship. And I feel that they'll probably do the same to Rusev. He's just going to get lost in the mix. They have a large roster and it seems they just sometimes don't have enough for the two-hour show. So hopefully they go a different route. Hopefully they give Miro a better opportunity so we can see his full potential. Because the other day they were talking about that some of the wrestlers that made to AEW actually become the wrestler that they were supposed to be. Now, John Moxley, you know, Dean Ambrose, maybe he wasn't to his full potential in the WWE, but he is giving it to us in AEW. Is there any huge similarities? Eh, because he might just go just a little bit more crazy in AEW. But listen, I feel that we kind of saw the same guy in WWE. I, I, I'm just not convinced. I'm not, I'm not convinced that we saw this come to Jesus from, from John Moxley. Um, it's essentially kind of, I still see Dean Ambrose to be honest. Guy who comes through the fans and doesn't care and talks whatever he wants, says whatever he wants. Kind of like that stone cold type of gimmick. Same guy. Same guy. That, that That's just me. And quote me if I'm wrong, but it's not like I got a different taste. If it says vanilla and you add a little bit of more sugar, it's still freaking vanilla. That's just my opinion. Am I enjoying AEW? Lately, it hasn't been, hasn't been all, it's been losing, it's losing a little bit of spice. Although the numbers have been pretty, pretty good. In fact, they just went over a million this past week. More than NXT. Don't think AEW is going anywhere and that's good because we need competition and we need a different taste every now and then. You can't just be eating the same thing over and over again. 
But I really hope that they do something with Miro and that we get to see him compete at his full potential. And one guy that's out there loose is Brock Lesnar, the former WWE champion and UFC champion. Has not signed with the company, with the WWE that is. And now the rumors have begun as to where he will go next. Someone through AEW. AEW has not said anything. Do they have the money? I'm sure they do. Remember the Khan family, they own the Jacksonville Jaguars, a soccer team, wrestling league, so much more. I'm sure they have the money if they, if they did, but is it worth banking on it? Yeah, I'll get your eyes, but would it be good for Brock? Is there really top talent for Brock there to compete? In fact, if, if I were to see Brock anywhere that's not MMA, I wouldn't mind seeing him in a New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think that'd be pretty cool. And he, he did do a tour or, or was signed with New Japan many, many years ago. But if wrestling just doesn't go his way, then let's get him to fight John Jones, man. I think I'd like to see that fight. I know some people might say, oh, well, this is a WWE guy. He's a has-been. He's in his 40s. But let's test John Jones. He's now going to meet someone that's way more powerful than him, strength-wise. And it could be detrimental to him if Jones allows it. If he doesn't use it, use his feet, Brock Lesnar catches John Jones. And then it's like a foot stomping on a roach. And we all know that Lesnar doesn't like to trade. Jones does. And he's quick on his hands. I'd, I'm there. I'd be curious to see that fight. More so than a Fedor and Brock Lesnar. I think that that will be... It won't... I know that in, in many, many years ago, that was the fight that people wanted to see because it was these two top guys, former champs. You know, Fedor had his, his great... Um, record at the time, Brock Lesnar came in, he was pummeling everyone in the heavyweight division in the UFC, he became a champion. But Fedor is on his way or is retired. In my book, I mean, he's, he's, he's retired, in my, in my opinion. I'm sure he probably has one more fight in him. But is he the same guy as before? No. In fact, I would... I might give the slight edge to Brock Lesnar. You might say, oh, you're crazy. I think that, that Lesnar, if he were to go toe-to-toe with Fedor, because of the power that he has, would knock out Fedor. Remember, Fedor has been knocked out before. Uh, Brock Lesnar is not going to wrestle Fedor because he knows that Fedor is good on the ground. That's no doubt about that. So I think that they would trade because Lesnar knows that Fedor's trading is not... Uh, is not his forte. But Jones, on the other hand, I, I feel the hype. I know they can build it. It's the UFC. They could tell the stories. And it's going to miss, miss a little bit of the whole entertainment buzz, but it'd be a great fight to watch. And hopefully they, they, they could put this together. I think maybe late December, December would be great. Or the Super Bowl week. 
I know that's another one or paper, big pay-per-view they do. We have some great fights coming up, and I'll talk about that in the next section here. But let's talk some metal, yeah? Disturbed dropped If I Ever Lose My Faith In You, a single. It's a remake of a Sting's song. And I don't know, ever, ever since Disturbed started dropping uh, these remakes, and they, they've had some success with it, like the Sound of Silence that they recently did. It's a great remake. They have definitely shifted the way that they're going, and they're going a whole lot fast, slower. This is a ballad, pretty much. And they're not the same people. They, they want to now fit more to the mainstream. Now, they've always said that we want to be like a Metallica. We want to be that mainstream band that you listen to in stadiums. But I think, ladies and gentlemen, you can forget your heavy, heavy disturbed for the time being. I think that they found some good success performing these ballads and they realize how disturbs main singer voice, uh, how good it is and how 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 able, how he's able, uh, David there, Draymond, how he's able to go from this heavy metal guy to singing ballads that uh, are quite amazing. So in my opinion, I don't expect Disturbed to go any heavier than that for quite some time. In fact, don't even be surprised they drop an album with just featuring just ballads or remix for that matter. Bring Me the Horizon drops a single. And they teamed up with Young Blood. The song is called Away. I personally like it. Very fast paced, very, but gets heavy sometimes. And that Young Blood, I'll be honest, uh, hadn't really heard much about him. But I took a, a, an opportunity to, to listen to his stuff. And he, is, he has this whole old school, you know, punk rock, uh, English down packed. The guy is very talented. Um, and if you haven't heard of him until now, then do yourself a favor and listen to his music. The, the guy brings it, man. The guy brings it. Obviously, he has the look, but he definitely has the talent as well. So when you get a chance, check that out as he teamed up with Holy Sykes of uh, Bring Me the Horizon to perform their single Obey, which you can watch right now as we speak. And Meredith Manson dropped a new album, We Are Chaos. Very different album, an album that he teamed up with a country music writer. It's not your shock jock or your jock uh, shock rock type of approach. Very different from, say, A Beautiful People. But in my opinion, I like it. It's a, it's a different approach, uh, different take on his music. He is, a ta he is an artist, so he will change every now and then for the time being. But think Manson... As a country singer, I think that's I basically I, how I can put this new album, We Are Chaos. And speaking about new approach, Cerebellion, the alt band all the way from California, has released a new uh, single. But they are going to be releasing their new album, Beyond Our Fears, in November. So they've taken a different approach prior to the album. They're releasing six or every six weeks, they release a single from the album. So by the time the album gets here, November 11th, 
you have, would have heard the entire album. And we speak to Joe, who tells us how this approach came about. And, and I like it. I think it's great, especially in this day and age where we're in quarantine and we want new content. So hearing a new song from your favorite band every six weeks instead of just waiting for an entire album is great. And it also gives an opportunity to that one particular single that you can jam and listen to and, and grow accustomed to for six weeks. So we talked to Joe of Cerebellion joining us right now on the program. Welcome back, everyone, to The Roman Show, and it's a pleasure to have uh, this gentleman all the way from California. He is a vocalist of a Cerebellion. Uh, you can check them out on Spotify or your favorite streaming platform, as, as well as on Facebook and uh, on the socials. They have a, a single out right now, Redemption, of their forthcoming album, Beyond Our Failures. Joe, thanks so much for your time and joining us here on The Roman Show, man. How's everything? It's going good. Thanks for having me, Rodolfo. It's going really good. Awesome, Joe. Appreciate your time and, and, and joining us here on the program. So, Redemption, uh, single out. Uh, it's available right now. As we speak, you can yeah. check out the video on YouTube. Uh, we have that there on the website. And uh, you tell a story about a person or a man uh, basically giving up or, or, or just putting aside his corporate professional job to become a, a professional kickboxer. Elaborate here a little bit of how this song came about. Um, from what I understand, you're not a kickboxer. So how did this story come about and how are you able to put these lyrics into play into this song? Yeah, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I mean, the video, it's a guy who's, you know, working a desk, you know, day job, uh, office job. And, uh, but, and I, I don't know that he's totally quit yet, but he's, um, but he's like at, at night, you know, he's a kickboxer and just trying to make it, you know, it's like his passion. And really the message of the song, it does relate uh, similarly to a lot of our band and the sort of struggles of uh, working day jobs and then trying to um, get the band, you know, more off the ground than it is. Um, and just, you know, and that's a constant thing, I think, for musicians, but, you know, probably all, ty all types of occupations. But basically the message is just, um, you know, just going after your dream, but, you know, coming up against you know, some significant hurdles and just dealing with those as, as you go along and the kind of internal struggle within, within your soul as you, you know, um, run into walls and just kind of hit, you know, you know, basically failures and, and things like that, that you have to struggle through. California is notorious to have some great training camps, uh, specifically for mixed martial artists because of the weather and because of the mountains and, and, and just the terrain and the, the atmosphere, uh, do you know by any chance of any kickboxer or any fighters that, that also kind of helped um, put pen to paper in this song? No, I I actually, well, I do, I have a, well, let me think. I don't really know personally any kickboxers. Um, I had a friend who was a boxer who was actually a singer. He was a singer in a band too. Uh -huh. Um 
and there are i mean there's definitely yeah there's a lot of mma and different types of martial arts and boxing and kickboxing out here um i've I've never really gotten into it myself but i do have friends that have tried it out and, and do some variation but i don't know anyone significantly that really competed besides this this singer i was telling you about that was a boxer so the video out right now, uh, it's purely pretty much animation. How much of a role did you play in, uh, in the creation of the video and, and why did you guys decide to go that route? And, or, or is there a, another video that's going to come later on that you'll have actual human beings pretending, you know, the fighter and living in the, in the corporate job and, and, and living his life as a, as a kickboxer professionally? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I missed the beginning of that. So why, why do we choose the animation? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, um, well, we had, uh, the, we found that the uh, artist that did our priors, not the very last single, but a couple of singles ago, we're, we're releasing a, a, a series of singles to promote this new album that you mentioned, Beyond Our Failures, and um, there's actually six total that we're doing, and Redemption is the fifth one, but going back a few singles, um, this artist did the song Through Darkness, so people should check that out too. And he's just an amazing artist. We just kind of wanted to go with a different look. Obviously, with um, COVID and everything, that's put some limitations. Mm-hmm. Our, our very first video, uh, music video for the the song Now or Never was uh, live, you know. Um, but we've had some limitations, you know, uh, this year, obviously, with COVID. So, But it, it, luckily, this artist just does amazing stuff. And we like the concept of doing lyric videos anyway even before covid we we wanted to do um like a lyric video for almost every song and so it just kind of worked out that way and just to kind of like expand a little bit more on the story you were asking about um sure. you know i actually did so the song there's some there it, the, the lyric video itself has is its own story but it it does parallel pretty closely to, to my story I guess in a way I, I actually did leave my um, kind of stable career I guess if you will a couple of years ago uh, to to basically you know um, double down and, and go all in on, on the, the music thing so that is you know to be more specific I you know I, and that's definitely a, there's definitely a big parallel between you know that my story and, and this uh, this video that's good stuff and you know you always find that in musicians, uh, real life stories, they tell a great story in the music in itself and with the lyrics. Um, so November 11th is when the album drops. Uh, ironically, that's yeah. a National Metal Day. And for those who don't know, uh, Metal Day is, a, is in honor of the classic metal mockumentary. This is a spinal tap. Uh, it's National oh, Metal really? Day. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the reason why. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that, that's essentially the reason why uh, Metal Day takes place. I'm like, what the heck is Metal? I didn't know we have Metalheads had had a day, so apparently they do November 11th. Um, and that's the reason why Spinal Tap. We all know that uh, monumental, that's crazy, old, that's hilarious, old school uh, uh, a band, a uh, Spinal Tap. But you did mention that um, singles are dropping off uh, every six weeks. Uh, you've been doing that since March. Yeah. So why did you guys decide to do this? Uh, was it because of Corona? Uh, and and will by then will we have all of the singles 
um, released by November 11th or will you kind of hold off on some of the singles and then just release the entire album and include everything else? Yeah, great question. Um, So, no, actually, the funny thing is we had planned all this out. Um, You know, we finished our album pretty much wrapped right at the end of 2019 or maybe very early 2020. And so we planned this release strategy and, and right from that point it was, or even earlier it was to, um, you know, like to release six singles, like you said, every six weeks. And then at the end of that run, then drop the album. So to answer your second question, you know, the, the last single will, it's actually, I think it's October 2nd is the sixth single and then the album drops November 11th. So all singles will be out ahead of the album. And um, yeah, we just, you know, it's just a, it's just such a different time, you know, now in the way people consume music. And so even though the album is still important, uh, especially in rock and metal, um, we just thought we, we try to also capitalize on, on people consuming singles and, and just sort of like giving, we put so, we put a lot of work in this album. We were really proud of it. And we just really wanted, you know, a lot of these songs to kind of stand on their own and really shine. And a lot of times, you know how it is where, you know, people hear a couple singles and then, um, they might, if they get the album, you know, they might, some people rock the whole thing, but a lot of times, a lot of those songs just kind of <laughs> don't really get any love. And, mm-hmm. you know, so we just wanted to kind of, milk it a little bit and but really just we we just were so proud of it that we just wanted to uh, really let each song kind of like have its have its moment do you think that this is this is where the the recording industry is going i just noticed right now bring me the horizon you know they they dropped an album it was last year uh and then every now and then they just drop these these singles um so like there's no build-up to the big album but they keep releasing stuff so like you said you know they, they keep giving us music content uh but it's not the 10 or the 12 songs all at once it's just every now and then and do you think that benefits uh a band in, in this day and age with with uh, spotify and, and, and the way that you can get music nowadays um yeah i mean it's it's such a tricky thing because um, I think as artists, we're always torn. And I don't know if it's just because, you know, the way things were and, and are in some sense, you know, us growing up, you know, as, especially in rock, you know, growing up with albums, you know, mm-hmm. the album is always so important. But, you know, you said it, Spotify's the whole thing. And, and, you know, there's other ones, but that's the main way people are starting to consume it. And it, it is interesting. I think to answer your question, I think, I do think it will go more that direction. I don't think we'll ever lose the album, you know, entirely, but I think a lot of, I'm seeing even a lot more beyond bring me, uh, I've seen more metal artists starting to do that. Just like you said, kind of trickle out a single here and there. And I think the game now is like, you want to have more, more consistent releases mm-hmm. and more consistent content. You know, it's almost like a social media thing, you know, just consistency versus, you know, and you drop an album, and then four years later, you drop another album. But in between, there's not a lot going on, you know? So I do think it's changing, and uh, it's just going to be interesting to see. But I don't, I also don't think the album will go away, but I do think it'll have less, probably less and less impact, which is, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. It's almost like an Instagram post. You know, you got you to gotta post every 
three days a week or something like that just to give content. But, you know, we're, we're so used to, I mean, I, and I think you and I could, could kind of agree on this back then, you know, we, we would wait. Um, I think by then it was, it was Tuesdays that, that the albums would drop now on Spotify is Fridays when they drop yeah. the entire album. But it, 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 there's so much excitement because there's so times, for example, the Deftones, you know, they, they've just released a, a single and they haven't released an album in quite some time. And here you are, you're just waiting and anticipating for that album to see, you know, what type of stuff that they, they create in that album. And maybe the next generation won't know that feeling, but it, it, it's, it brings so much of, a, of an excitement and a buildup because here you are as a band just saying, hey, this is just a little sneak preview of what you're going to get from the entire album. And then boom, there you have it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think there's something about putting on an album where it's just, it kind of just takes it away. A song, it's, it's, I mean, a, a song, I mean, I, I, obviously singles are great, but it's, it's, uh, there's something about a, like the, the piece of work as an album. But, you know, I, I, I can see, you know, some, uh, the other, uh, on the other side to play devil's advocate, you know, a lot of albums of the past has, there's always like, the fat, you know, we call it like trimming the fat and you, yeah. you know, there's always some skippers. So it's like, you know, some bands or artists, like they're almost just rushing out a few extra tracks to, to put, you know, yep. to fill out the album kind yep. of a thing. So what I could kind of see is like maybe EPs, maybe there's a space where, you know, a five or six song EP or, or even like a shorter album, you know, where it's still, you still get that feeling of like you said you know the excitement of a group of songs you know uh, and a and a sort of substantial release but but maybe it doesn't have to be like an hour maybe it could be like you know 20 minutes or 30 minutes or something like that so a, a few songs but uh you know kudos on your work it's, it's definitely great stuff that you guys are doing out there now you guys have been keeping pretty busy on social media or during this cold COVID-19 thing I've seen that you've had um a lot of Q and A's, uh, doing some uh, Facebook lives. Uh, so, is that uh, some of the ways you guys have been keeping busy? And you said you finished uh, pretty much this album back in the end of 2019. Have you also been working on new music? Yeah, great questions. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, definitely how we've been keeping busy with. Um, it, yeah, just trying to, you know, disconnect and keep, you know, just connect with our our fans and and uh social media and, and all that stuff but also like you said the live streams and and you know kind of keeping it fun and and just hanging out um but yeah in terms of uh yeah we actually have started writing uh and not a ton but we have started writing and we do have we have plans like we have some stuff in the bag and i, I don't it might be too early to um to get there yet i don't want to since we have the album still to promote i don't want to get too sure, ahead of ourselves sure. but we definitely have some plans for um late late well later 2020 or i'm sorry later 2021 and uh or middle i guess mid to late 2021 so we definitely have some plans uh, and things that we're working on yeah you know essentially so many bands are thinking of what to do uh to stay busy during COVID 19 because let's face it we're already in September, and uh, I don't think we're going to have any live any live concert tours. It's, it's just it is what it is. Who knows until when that happens? Maybe late, you know, mid next year is what they're saying. Um, but looking at this album, which song or, or songs 
are you looking forward to playing live and 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 you know that you're gonna get that that crowd reaction which is that song Ooh, oh okay yeah that's a good question oh wow um so i mean we we actually got we played uh two of a, a couple of them before the album even well before even the first single came out we uh so we fortunately had that experience of like kind of trying it out on the road a little bit and so that was fun um and those went went over pretty well since they're already released i could say which one to her but it was now or never which was the first single we released and then um no space for silence we tried those out so and that was really fun and, and uh uh it, it was those those went over great so i uh, but if I had to pick one, gosh, I mean, those were great. I think just if you hear those songs, they're definitely like slammers live. So I think, you know, they just sound like live songs. So I think those were kind of the obvious choices to play live. But I actually really love Redemption, the one that, you know, we're, we're rocking right now. And I, I really look forward to, to playing that um, live. You know, that I think that's going to kick ass you know I, I'm really looking forward to it I don't know it's funny like you, you know I think sometimes your favorites on the album change because we've been living with it so long so mm-hmm. it kind of changes as time goes on but but right now I'm, I'm really excited to uh, play that one for sure and any chances you're going to do any I know you've been doing the whole um, live stream but any, any live concerts uh, virtually that you're, you guys are planning on in the meantime have you guys discussed that or have you done it already no we haven't and we have discussed it. That's a great question. And uh, it just logistically, it just hasn't worked out for us so far. Um, you know, I I totally admire and, and you know, uh, in some ways envy what some of these artists are doing. But we wanted to do something that, you know, is a, of a certain quality. And it just, um, you know, a band on our budget as an <laughs> independent artist, you know, it, it just kind of hasn't the opportunity hasn't presented itself so far to do it something at a you know a substantial quality level because you know the, the videos and the songs are at a at a high quality level and we, we wanted it to kind of be consistent um with that and so and we just again we haven't had that the opportunity hasn't presented itself within our budget so uh so we've kind of put it off a little bit but it's in it's it's on the back burner it's something we keep talking about and we're just trying to figure out uh, if there's a workaround or ways we could we can get something out like that. I know you guys have been staying busy, very creative. I saw one of the guitarists there playing uh, Kill Switch Engage. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you guys have been very uh, interactive. And again, I, I invite everyone uh, to like uh, Sarah Bellion's uh, Facebook page, uh, or you can visit the website sarahbellion1.com for more information. And uh, you can listen to Redemption, available right now. Uh, on Spotify or your favorite streaming service. And then November 11th is when the entire album drops on uh, Unmetal Day. Joe, I want to thank you so much for your time. Uh, stay safe. And and uh, when all this stuff clears up, please put there uh, in your calendar, uh, South Florida, we'd love to have you here, man. Oh, man. we Yeah, absolutely. We, we would love to get down there. So I really appreciate you, Rodolfo. I appreciate you having me on and uh, it's been an honor to, to chit chat with you. You got it, man. Cheers, man. And uh, stay safe. And again, we'll, we'll hope to see you very soon right here on the stage.
thanks again, Joe, for joining us on the program and uh, give it a listen. Already, the some of the singles are out for Cerebellion, and the album in its entirety will drop November 11th, Metal Day, National Metal Day. And you can listen to it on your favorite streaming service. Okay, let's talk some mixed martial arts. Uh, five round war between Angela Hill and Michelle Watterson, the karate hottie. Watterson came out on top with a split decision win. And what a great fight that was. These ladies went toe-to-toe, back and forth, just beating the crap out of each other, especially in that last round, man. They really prided at the end, huh? Uh, I think my Watterson won uh, fairly, although some might say otherwise, since it was a split decision. But I think that the fact that she brought uh, a hill down for quite some time and, and really controlled her, the reason they ended up giving that fight to her. But the karate hottie, uh, such a sweet person and, and, and talented for that said. But I, I was concerned for Angela. She, she looked like a beast. She has been on a, on a winning streak and she has some powerful hands. But the karate hottie pulled it up, defeated her. A, a vet, she's been in the game for quite some time. Started with the Invicta FC and now still continues in the UFC. Let's see how far she goes with this uh, this victory. Definitely putting her back in the winning column. But what I'm excited for is this coming week, Saturday, September 19th. You have Tyrone Woodley versus Colby Covington. Uh, it's a free fight on ESPN. These two have been talking mad trash about each other. They are former teammates in the American Top Team, and now actually Colby's training at MMA Masters. And uh, Woodley, I believe Woodley also changed camps, but I could be wrong on that. Either way, these guys know fairly each other very well. And this is a fight that I'm going to give the slight edge to Kobe. And I'll tell you why. Both of them are great wrestlers. So I don't think they're going to test each other in the wrestling game. They're going to test each other out in the striking game. And I feel that Kobe has better striking than Tyrone Woodley. You're going to say, well, why? Well, I'll tell you why. We saw that with Kamaru Usman. He was trading with Usman. And Usman has incredible striking power. And incredible striking for overall. And I think. And I know. Kobe's cardio. Is insane. And that will be the key factor. Uh, and while Kobe will defeat Tyron Woodley. But. Boy, I can't wait to the, to see these guys go toe-to-toe, all that crap they talked about each other. And then on the same card, Nico Price, a local boy here from Florida, will take on Donna Cerrone. This is also another one. Both these guys love to bang. Don't anticipate any wrestling or any jiu-jitsu. These guys are going to go straight for the head, straight for the kill. It's going to be a great weekend of fights this Saturday. Do not miss it. It's free on ESPN. Grab yourself a beer and take, sit back and enjoy. And then September 25th, uh, Titan FC returns with more action on UFC Fight Pass. Still waiting on the fight card. But when that is posted, we'll make sure that we will uh, share that with you. Again, September 25th, new more action from Titan FC. And got a chance to see Bare Knuckle fighting this past weekend. Tiago Alves made his uh, Bare Knuckle debut against Julian Lane. And a little bit unimpressed with with Alves. I would read. I really thought that Alves would have just destroyed Julian Lane. A shout out to Lane. He stepped up. He stayed in there all all rounds with Alves. But 
it, it just seems that some of these guys they make that transition from MMA to bare knuckle. Their first fight is just a little bit slow. Hence, Hector Lombard, who's a beast, but he finished off Kendall Grove this weekend in the first round. So, what next? Since Bare Knuckles is going strong, uh, still trying to grab some people from UFC or Bellator, hence Alves, Lombard, Van Zandt. They got Paige Van Zandt now. That's a, the next fight that people are looking forward to. Since, you know, she, she has a pretty face and some are saying that she shouldn't have done that, that she should have gone to Bellator, get more money. Uh, either way, Bare Knuckles is a fun sport, man. You get some nasty, vicious knockouts. And if you haven't watched the fight yet, I invite you to. And we're still waiting on that fight between Jim Allers and Luis Palomino. A lot of back and forth talk. And in my opinion, Jim Allers is a, is a guy who has, um, who's a beast in that freaking division, man. He, he's just a beast in that sport of bare knuckle. He really, truly is. Those hands are serious. It's like freaking stones. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us in the program. I want to thank you for, for tuning in. Make sure that you follow us on our socials at RomanDH. That's my personal Twitter. At Roman Show on Twitter and then Roman Show Media on Instagram. All right. With that said, we'll catch you next week on the program. You have been on. Cheers, guys. Cheers.